fucking deep. I like it. These guys are jerks. Fucking deep. Bless you, boys. Young men expressing themselves. Unbelievable. Fucking deep. Put it in deep. Verhage wins the series for Florida, and this joyride ends in a. Hindenburg-like ending. The Bruins are the second record-setting team in a row to drop the series in the first round. And a point for Shannon. This just passed, but Tavares keeps it going, and it's John Tavares behind the net. Coming out in front, John Deep, bring the puck deep. Oh, pucks in deep. Just put the puck deep. Getting pucks out. Getting pucks deep. Pucks in deep. Pucks in deep. Puck deep. Pucks deep. Keep getting pucks deep. Mike Ross here, public address announcer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're listening to the Pucks in Deep podcast with Adam Lesko and Josh Coleman. All right, everybody, welcome back. Pucks in Deep Podcast, episode 109. Probably going to be the most fun we've ever had on the show. By far. The most fun. And to help us have all sorts of fun on the show today, we got Alex Hobson joining the show. The guy's all over the place, Lesko. He's so all over the place, I don't even know what he does. He does Sticks in the Six podcast. He's on Niagara Radio. He's talking about the Leafs. They're calling him to talk about the Leafs. We're calling him to talk about the Leafs. And he's rocking out on a regular basis. And he's rocking out on a regular basis. How could I leave that out? That's right. Lead singer of No Service is going to join us, Mr. Alex Hobson. Very, very excited to bring him along for the ride. As we are celebrating, we are Leaf fans. We are diehard Leaf fans that have been through so much shit. So much shit. So many jokes. The brunt of the jokes. <laughs> and finally, let's go. It's our turn to be happy. Are we Are we having parades and everything? Yes, we are. I'm just kidding. There was a minor <laughs> parade downtown Toronto Saturday night, and I, I hated all those takes of, uh, well, well, what, are you acting like you won the cup? No, but don't shit on Leaf fans for celebrating like that because 20 years, man, it's been 20 years, and it's 20 years of blue balls as I described it. It's Especially true. in the last seven years, watching them lose when they you really thought they could win, and the city sounds like it's electric. So Hobson, we got to get a vibe check from you. What are things like in the GTA these days, <laughs> boys? I'll tell you right now. First of all, I, I am not in the GTA. I want to make that clear. I'm like probably two hours away from the GTA. Close enough. You're close that, enough. Yeah, it, it, it is closer than Pembroke. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, but what I will say is that like. If you want to sum up my feelings about where I'm at right now perfectly, it's just understand that I'm celebrating my first time doing a podcast live from the fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> Let's go! Boys, like, 
it's not even just the round win anymore. At this point, it's the round win. It's the Boston 3-1 choke to Florida. <laughs> oh, choke oh, yeah. Holy shit. Like, okay, before, sorry to interrupt you, but before we go any further, let's all take a moment and bask in the glory of that oh, fucking call. Wasn't that By awesome, everyone's man. favorite commentator. It ends in Hindenburg. He was on the verge of tears, man. Dude, did, did you notice that he said ending twice? Yes. Like he said something like that ended in a Hindenburg like ending. He was looking for the word fashion, right? But he like he's stunned. <laughs> he never thought he'd have yeah. to make that call. He did not he, think he, so. Oh, and that's just that, that that's a beautiful thing to me. I'm sorry. I Edwards. just like I can't handle it. Everyone's I, favorite play-by-play guy. For me too, it's not just that they lost it's like screw Boston. It has little to do with who I thought they might play or who I preferred them to play. Because we're kind of on the theme of slaying demons here. I wanted Bruins. I was all for it. And it's just more to do with screw Boston. It's fun to see them lose for me personally. Oh, it's absolutely fun to see Boston lose. It's, and the, the thing is, is that it never, it doesn't come often. No, you're right. When, They've been when, the pinnacle. When, yeah. When it comes, you have to, you have to take it like it's an opportunity you're never going to get again. Like, so, go boys, ahead. I, I'm a little like, like, when I, when I think about the pinnacle of what the Bruins are capable of doing, it's I always think back to that 2015 draft, which was notably one of the strongest draft classes in recent memory. They fucking bombed three picks in a row oh, yeah. and then managed to stay as one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, they went unaffected by that. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, people are giving it the last dance kind of vibes, I guess, when they brought back Krejci and Bergeron. There's all speculation about his retirement. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that is definitely not what anyone expected, I think. And, you know, kudos to Florida. And for all you Leaf fans out there who are, you know, maybe a bit more excited at the prospect to play in Florida, those guys aren't pushovers, man. Like, they are hot right now, no Dude, doubt about oh, yeah. it. you got to be careful what you wish for, man. Like, the, the problem I had with it was Boston – made me change my mind by blowing the the lead had that series if that series went back and forth every night all the way to game seven and then florida pulled it out i don't think i would have been as happy about it as i am now like i'm happy about it as a rival fan good for you guys double barrel bird on the way out here you fucking go right but then when i'm really thinking about it I wanted to play Boston so badly because, like, they just they looked like it was also their time to bow out. Tampa put up a great fight against us, like against our Leafs, right? And we're going like it's time. There, what better time than now? Okay, it's it's coming, <laughs> and I we slayed Tampa, and they looked like their time was about done. Then the Boston Bruins, it was looking like their time was about done against Florida, right? And and I wanted them to to pull it out and be like, oh, they managed to stay alive. But guess what? You got the Leafs coming and we are coming for blood. We loaded up for bear and we were ready to go and hunt some Bruins. But now we won't have that chance. We got to go for Panthers. And I don't know if we have, you know, all the weaponry for the Panthers. We definitely do. I'm just kidding, boys. But like, I, <laughs> I, I, I have this weird thing about like, I don't care who we play. I think we're going to beat them easily. But I, I would fear the team coming off a magical comeback 3-1 in the series. I mean, they're high flying. Uh, like I said, I'm not afraid of it, to be honest with you, but if, if you made me choose one, I, I would have chosen playing the Bruins given their state. 
I can see where you're coming from for sure. And for me, when it when it came down to Boston or Florida as the two teams in the second round, because first of all, let's while we're basking in several glories, let's bask in the glory of the fact that we got to watch that game seven without any stress. And like there were stakes involved for the Leafs that we were able to just follow with excitement and no stress at all. First of all, that's I had to get that off my chest. Um, but when it came down to Boston or Florida, I was probably at about a 60-40 ratio. Like I was leaning Flo- I was leaning Florida, but overall I would have been okay with either side. And like Coleman, you hit the nail on the head for all the points that you listed about Boston, but for Florida it just to me it just comes down to having home ice advantage and I really don't think that the Leafs are going to come out and kind of schlep their way through the home games aside from that that blowout in game two. But I don't think they're going to schlep their way through their home games like they did in the last series. We got to be better at like, home, man. We got to oh, be better do. at home. And you look at, that, um, you look at that penalty kill percentage for the Florida Panthers, I'm licking my chops, baby, because we need some help. We need a bounce. We need a one-timer. And it's like all these guys are going to be coming in, all our guys in blue are going to be coming in free like it's just kind of free the job is not done relax you can't just go out there and coast oh hey the Bruins are gone we don't even have to barely play against Florida no you got to play you got to own them you got to try and beat them in four goddamn games got to keep getting better you know you got to keep getting better (laughs) but overall like it's just I don't know man the guys are going to be playing so free I'm really zoning in on the power play I don't want to rely on the power play and get mm-hmm. all upset about referee calls or non-calls. How about you just go out and be better than the other team for a full 60? And like yeah. we saw a full 60 from every member of the Toronto Maple Leafs in game six. And I know everyone's going to throw out the names like Matthews, who buries an incredible goal. And of course, Tavares, Captain Johnny Toronto, makes it happen. And Samsonov making every save, including the ones that he shouldn't have. You know, But for me, bro- boys... I'm really excited to bring this up. Really excited to bring this up. Fullest 60 minutes I've ever seen in a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey, Noel Achari, game six. And let's go. I know you missed a a, a portion of the game, which is unfortunate for you, but you were having a great time, and I'm happy for you about that. Thanks. But Noel Achari, (laughs) Noel Achari had, he emptied the fucking tank every single shift and it was noticeable and I think something like that carries forward into round two and beyond and reverberates throughout the roster loved it man I really wish that Nolachari was the one that had a year left on his deal after this year and Lafferty was the UFA yeah absolutely uh, I mean I I, you know what it kind of sucks that the Lafferty experiment hasn't really worked out um I thought he was going to be a little less useless than Zach Aston Reese offensively (laughs) but um, he is what he is at this point. I think that I, I think that he, there's potential for him to bounce back, but right now he's clear cut been if if anything the 12th best forward. So, um, I, I honestly I, I I love Achari's game with a passion, and you know Coleman. I know we talked about this the other day, and we were we were in agreement on this because we're both great hockey minds. Of course, um, Noel Achari was equally as big in that return from St. Louis as Ryan O'Reilly. Absolutely. Like sure. big, big for different things. Like I, I, I honestly think that the Leafs are at a disadvantage right now. If they, if they, even if they still have Ryan O'Reilly, if they don't have Nola Chari right now, I think there's a serious disadvantage between where they would be and where they could be. He's not being appreciated by he's, the, by the casuals. And he, I'm not like chirping the casuals, but and he's putting up seven hits a game. And oh, yeah. uh, I think he, uh, second to Luke Shen, I believe in playoff hits right now, or is he first? 
Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought he was first last goal, but um, I'm not 100% But sure. I feel like he personifies what playoff hockey is, and that is what I think we have all could all agree they've lacked in previous years. And, you know, you look at the bigger picture in terms of the guys we brought in, Shen, Achari, O'Reilly. Um, we got these hard-nosed competitors, McCabe. You know, McCabe oh, yeah. blowing guys up in Collecting open ice. bodies. I haven't seen a Maple Leafs player hit, hit guys like that in 10 years. Oh, yeah. So it's just so nice to see that they have – not back down, not given an inch in any situation. Um, take us back to Saturday night, though, Hobson. I really want to get into the fan experience a little bit here. Um, where were you? What was it like? How are you feeling? You know, we all are in the same boat, but I just like enjoying, Other you know, people's? seeing the reactions and hearing about the reactions to such a monumental night. Well, boys, the way that I can sum this up the best is that. It's it, it's almost like my like my excitement in the moment was about the same as my excitement was after the game three overtime win and the game four overtime win. But the difference was is that feeling is still lingering with me today. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I like <laughs> the next day after those first two overtime wins, I was sh- I was back to shitting myself again. <laughs> yeah, you're like back at it. You know, gotta okay, win yeah. again. So gotta boys, win again. so yeah. boys, get this. <laughs> We'll go through the where were you and what happened kind of deal. But today, my buddy and I drove a uh, half an hour to the Renfrew Canadian Tire. And we bought like four, 12, 12 Maple Leaf car flags. They're back. We bought 12 Maple Leaf car flags. <laughs> and I put, Dude's rock. I put two of them on the vehicle in the parking lot. And instantly, we had like seven people who were all walking by. They were like... Let's go, go, Leafs, go! And we were like, "You're fucking right. We're going. We're fucking going. Like it's oh. coming, man. The buzz it's, is here. The buzz is here. It's it's really cool because I don't give a flying fuck about what anybody has to say. Oh, relax. It's just around. Why don't you eat one? Because it's fucking <laughs> awesome. And it's been 20 years since I had an opportunity to do this. Hobson, you were barely alive for fuck's sakes. Like, Dude, it, I was four years old. You know, I wasn't I, even watching My TV had rabbit ears <laughs> in my parents' bedroom. That was pre-HD, so it was all staticky. And three, shit. It was three years before the first iPhone came out. Yeah. Oh, you know Dude, what I and mean? I, and- and it's I crazy. know we've talked about this multiple times before, but I gen like I literally started cheering for this team the year after they won their last series. So it's like they won their series. I didn't get to watch it, but I heard about it, and I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's. This is a good time to hop on board. And Oops. since then, it's been eighteen years of of like genuinely my most excitement or the most excitement I've ever felt came at the draft lottery. When the Leafs won, I got yeah. Matthews, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It was We're getting a great those returns experience. right now. It should not be your number one. It should not <laughs> be your number one through eighteen years of fandom. Yeah, but, nothing really um, compares, eh? It's been replaced by all the overtime goals that they scored in that series, as well as Ryan O'Reilly's game time goal. Like, the, like that series provided a grocery list worth of fucking highlights that I can go back and watch. And I probably will for a long time. So obviously, the series win is the biggest one, right? Because it it's over. Like you can relax for once in your whole life. It's over. So obviously that's the best one. But tell me a little bit about the comeback game because my version of the comeback it's game <laughs> was, hey guys, I have to go because my daughter is on the way right now. So see you later. I'm <laughs> on my way to, to meet my, my daughter. And... 
I missed everything. I, the, the moment I pulled out of the driveway, scores, 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 scores. <laughs> the Leafs just start scoring from everywhere, and they end up tie, tying the game. It goes into overtime. I, I'm literally in the labor room. I'm freaking out because I, I don't have my phone. Like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, uh, Kirsty, if you don't mind, we're just going to uh, give you a quick assessment and see where you're at. And I'm like, this is my moment to check my phone. I have, like, maybe a minute where I'm not the asshole who's on mm-hmm. his phone during right. labor, but uh, she, of she was over there. So I'm like, I run over to my phone. I grab it. I open it up. Four seconds later, four seconds later, they score. And I go, oh my God. Like, I thought I was seeing things. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that <laughs> Couple I, just, blanks. I just happened to catch it live, you know? And I, I knew as we pulled in, like, I was able to listen to the, I listened to the comeback by Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph, which was a blessing. A blessing, man. Like, I was, Kirstie's having contractions beside me. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Honking the horn. I'm fucking honking the horn. I'm doing a buck 45 to get to the labor room, man. Kirstie's like, you have to hurry up, babe. Like, I'm like, I'm on it. Like, I'm on it. You know, so it was like, I'm having the week of my life, boys. Now that I'm on the topic here and I'm ranting a little bit, like, I'm having the week of my life. I haven't slept in a week. (laughs) And, like, I'm here. You can't tell. (laughs) I love it, man. I know, yeah. You cannot, you cannot tell. If I, if I heard your voice without any context there, my first thought definitely wouldn't have been, oh, this guy is definitely, he's sleep deprived. Well, (laughs) I might say a few dumb things along before the end of this episode. I was talking to my mom the other day and I didn't know what day it was and I was, I said a couple of weird things my dad was like, you need to go to bed. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I'm like, if you want to take the baby for five hours, that'd be nice. Sure. That game during the comeback, Hobson, is that like the defining big moment for Austin Matthews? Is that his biggest moment as a Maple Leaf so far? You think those two quick goals in two and a half minutes? Yeah, I, I would have to say that's that's if not if if not the, the most defining moment, it's definitely in the top three. That tip was a generational I mean, play. It was a generational play, and then he he goes and he gets like he, he gets two goals, and just like that, like it was what four it, yeah yeah it was four one we all know it was four one, it was four one, and I remember where I was at in that game was I was basically thinking going into the third period I was at my buddy's place watching about about half an hour away keep in mind I got to wake up at three thirty in the morning oh. for work so lucky you. um. Yeah, so it's like it's like nine nine o'clock, and I'm thinking, okay, so they're down by three. If they can score a goal in the in the next in the first ten minutes of the period, then I will stay here and watch this game play out. But if fucking Tampa Bay scores again See and ya. makes it five one, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not staying up to watch that. Yeah. And lo and behold, with what what was it like twenty six seconds or something before the ten minute mark of the period, Score. Matthew scores that first goal. And I'm like, all right, okay. But then I got really fired up when he scored the second one because I'm thinking, okay, now you've got seven minutes to score one goal. You'll All you needed was one minute to score one goal in, in the final stretch of the game, in game three. So, like, you got seven minutes to make something happen here. And, you know, Morgan Riley, man. Oh, wow. I have to, like, I... People have their gripes with Morgan Riley. I will shamelessly say right now, and not just because he had that great series, I am forever a Morgan Riley truther. It's true. He He's getting all more us. than he is getting more than seven point five million dollars on the open market any day of the week. Yep. I don't care what that money is on the salary cap for him. That's a hometown discount, and he's a guy that's been here 
genuinely since fucking Cody Franson was on the team. Yep. Dude, if he's going to play like that in the postseason, I don't care what he does in the That's exactly season. what I'm yeah, saying. Don't care. Exactly. And he was beast last year, too. And, and Every year. He's playoff he, mo. I don't know. It's just like for me anyway so far, I feel like he's been the MVP. But him tying that game, I was electric. Like I, I know I know exactly what you're describing, too, Hobson. When Matthew scored that second goal, the belief meter was right back yeah. where it came from. I was right the belief there. belief meter jumped them. from 40 to 90. Yeah. And, of course, I'm sitting here in my, my garage. My buddy in Coleman's garage <laughs> thinking, like, I can't believe he's fucking missing this. <laughs> I, I ended up texting them like I don't even know the baby didn't end up being born until six twenty three officially the following morning. Um, I texted the boys. I was just like, I can't believe it, boys. I fucking love you guys. You know, he's, Lesko goes, wish you were here, buddy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no shit, you know. But if there's one, if there's one thing on the history of this earth that I would have gladly missed it for, it was that. I mean, like, of course, I I'm a goddamn dad. You know, it's fucking awesome. I feel like I've, I feel like I've been born to be a dad and now I got my opportunity and I'm almost pissed off that I'm out here right now because I'd rather be in there hanging out with my daughter instead of talking to the fucking, about the lease with you idiots. <laughs> but here I am because I love the goddamn lease and we're going boys. The passion levels are off the charts. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're, they're going all the way. It's all, be, it's all going to be because of Leafs foreverly. Leafs foreverly. Absolutely. I said to Kirsty, I'm like, you know, I tried my darndest without even without telling you that I was making it leaf related. I tried my darndest. You know, I'm, I'm going Morgan. I'm going. Okay, what about <laughs> Riley? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I, I got I got things. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And then we we had Everly in our back pocket for a while. We really liked it, and we ended up going with that one there a few hours after she was born, and. Uh, in an instant, when I texted you, Lesko, and Lee, our buddy, yeah. his name is Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. He loves the name. I texted you guys. I said, Leafs forever. And then I said, Leafs forever, Lee. And I was like, oh, my God, I did you it. got it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Without even knowing it, I did if it. It, it, it. Like, if it drops into your lap like that, you have to take it. Absolutely. That's just the general rule. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, Coleman, I, it's been a good you week. You should have... Uh, you happen to have another daughter. You can always pull off the lily. Lily, you're going to full on, full form? Okay, you know, am I ever glad you brought up, Lil, brought up Lilligren? Because I'm going to hit you boys with something here. For approximately six seconds, I hated Timothy Lilligren with every fiber in my body. When he came up and took that 55-foot wrist shot that missed the net by three feet oh. and went all the way around, and everyone was flat-footed, and that AC Mott guy got that partial breakaway, and Sammy bailed him out. Big time. Because oh. we don't get that save by Freddie Anderson, and we don't get that save by Jack Campbell. All respect nope. to those two gentlemen. They never gave us those saves. And if Samsonov didn't give us that save, I wouldn't have been as angry with Samsonov as I would have been with Lilligren, who made what I believe is a completely unforgivable error. You cannot miss the net the, the way he missed the net. You can miss short side. You can maybe miss like high and it goes out of play or something. But for the love of God, you missed. It stayed in play and it gave the other team a two-on-one. It's literally like hockey 101. Coaches will tell you that all day long. You can't do that. And I hated his guts for six seconds, but then Sammy bailed him out. Other than that, I thought he was pretty good in the minimal minutes that he did play. Just the one big blunder for me. Yeah. 
I mean, I think the the big thing was just getting Justin Hall out of the lineup, right? Oh, that was a pretty <laughs> gross effort in Game Six, and oh. I'll give him some relief because on that first goal, I forgave him because the two forwards who covered for him did not pick up the assignment in front of the net. But man, mm-hmm. he just the numbers didn't lie with the uh, I can't believe what was it eleven and one or something that uh, goals against and goals for. He had to come out. Sheldon made the right choice, I think, and I liked. Gustafson going in there too because I like the way he moves the puck. Mm-hmm. He's smooth and he's able to get it through, which is good too. If he's if he's in the lineup, I think he's a really great option for a PP two because he's smart. He knows how to run a power play and quickly on Keith. Let's go. I think Keith may have saved his fucking job because like you think of back to a guy like Babcock. You think Babcock's taking Hall out? He never quite <laughs> dressed him in the first. Place. I mean, I, ironically enough, considering how much of a fucking vendetta. Uh, Babcock had out for Hall, but I I understand what you're saying, Coleman. Like the idea is they have the exact same stubbornness. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The stubbornness is there. Like it's just that's like he's changed it up and it worked. It's the one thing that Keith has kind of. I wouldn't even say brought with him, but he like developed. It's the one thing that he sort of developed more and more as like the, the, the the his iteration of this team repeated year after year. I, I would say that that stubbornness kind of grew and it's been worse than it ever has this year, but I'm glad that he kind of went against what he no- we normally would do and uh, took Hall out of the lineup. And on top of that, I'm, I saw the lineups for today and he's not supposed to play in game one either. Interesting. It's not surprising, I yeah. guess, given They're the going, result. Un- unfortunately, though, I know you're both big Gus- uh, Gustafson truthers. Um, he is, uh, I-, I think he's out of the lineup too. They're going 12 and six. Yeah, hey, I got right. no problem with that, man. The, the thing is, is the team is so deep okay so deep so deep and i call me biased or a stupid irrational delusional leaf and if you want find me a better team in the playoffs right now with a goaltender that is on like if sammy is on one good luck because what are you gonna do man like yeah. Matthews, Nylander, O'Reilly, Tavares, Matthew Nyes, Mitchell Marner, Morgan Riley. Like, good luck. We got bangers. We're tougher than we've ever been. We're grittier than we've ever been. And we are hungrier than we've ever been before. You and got a no- taste. You got a taste, man. And now look at where we're going to go. I don't know. I'm really fired up here. The main note to know about Samsonov too, like, yeah, like, and just cannot be stressed enough, is that he's the goalie that makes the save when it matters. Right. Absolutely. Instead of right. just instead of putting up the fancy goals against average, like, or save percentage, like Jack Campbell's, I'm pretty sure his his save percentage in 2021 was 934 or something in the playoffs. Damn good on paper, but you remember that goal he allowed to Brendan Gallagher in Game Seven? Yep. Well, backbreaker, right? Yeah, he's, backbreaker. He's, he's crying about it. Freddie so, Anderson in the bubble, I'm pretty sure, had a similar save percentage. And yep. you you remember that goal to Liam Foodie, game five? Right. But yep. the thing is, you know, I, I got to give them a little bit of, I don't know, space or, you know, credit. Because that those Leaf teams, I, I don't know, they were different. Like, oh, they, they, were. They, 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 weren't, they weren't nearly as opportunistic as this Leaf team is. And... When you have an opportunistic team and when you have star players that are driving the bus for you like we have right now, all you need from your goaltender is average to above average. And please don't let in the untimely one. And that's basically what we got from Samsonov. I know neither goaltender was fantastic, 
But like you just said, Hobson, he was fantastic in those brief moments of despair when we yeah. needed him to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then he may have let one in at a different time, but it wasn't as it wasn't as much of a dagger. It was consequential. It, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Just perfect example that I can think of, and I always find myself coming back and comparing these two games. Do you remember in game six against Montreal in 2021 when the Leafs crawled their way back, tied it 2-2, outshot Montreal 13-2 in overtime, and then they allowed that one goal that, oh, yeah. that, that just ended the game? Oh, yeah. Does that, not just, does that not just remind you of game three this year, except the Leafs were on the other side of it. Exactly. Dude, That's we, exactly Leafs, what Samsonov I was thinking made, yeah. Samsonov made eight saves in overtime, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's just one period. So he made all eight saves that he had to make in that period. He kept them in the game the whole time. I think the, I don't know how many shots the Leafs had, but I don't think it was eight. Yeah, they were slow in overtime. It carried over from the third, it felt like. I was nervous. Yeah. There were lots of Tampa chances that could have gone in. Yeah, and there's... Oh, and then oh, the floater. The floater from Morgan Riley, man. Unbelievable. Like, the way that finds its way into the net, I, I... It's playoff hockey, though. Playoff overtime goals. Just like Johnny T off the skate the other day. It's like pucks on net, right? Like, good things happen. Um, I did want to throw some numbers at you guys just in regards to Samsonov and his play because right now he's sporting a sub-900. Now, he did outplay Vasilevsky for sure, but it's exactly what you said, Hobson, the timely saves. He was clutch in key moments for the team. He stopped 49 of 51 shots in the third period and OT in the series. Wow. Sporting a 942. Oh, my God. That's so relieving to hear. Not that I needed it because I wasn't confident in him or something, but wow. Yeah. Lesko, I'm going to have to ask you just to repeat that again, just for me. Sorry, I'll say that again. Uh, so No, 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 I heard it. I just want to hear it again. Sure. <laughs> so he saved 49 of 51 shots in the third period and overtime, and that is a 942. So those are, those are numbers to back up your eye test that, yes, he does, in fact, make the saves when the stakes are high. And, yes, he does, in fact, have the ability to close it out. Can you guys sense the goosebumps through the mic? I can, actually. <laughs> I can. Is that a flashlight in your pocket, or are you just happy to hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's a banana, not a flashlight. <laughs> Come on. I feel like that's what we've been waiting for, though, right, is to steal a game like we did in Game 3. Uh, that's something I don't think we've seen really at all during this Matthews era, as we like to call it. No. I, uh, I, I, we have not seen that. We well, certainly haven't. We have seen it, and we, you know, you know why we don't remember it, boys. I'll tell you exactly why we don't remember it, and I think you know why we don't remember it. Because we didn't, children. we didn't close it out. Yeah, we, we came, we came back against Columbus in in biblical fashion, biblical, and then we win it in overtime with our franchise player, and then laid an the egg goal. the next game, and then lay an egg the next game. So we don't even remember that comeback against Columbus. I haven't even watched it. I think I watched it one other time because I was looking for a highlight. I like to pretend hey, that bubble shit doesn't even sure. exist. But we, oh, yeah. we don't even remember it because of because the, the result didn't matter. That's right. We got the result that mattered, so we remember all of these games. We, I know we kind of remember them anyways because we're huge fans. Yeah, you remember in game three when we got fucked? And, but we, it's not like that anymore. And earlier, Hobson, when, you, when we were talking about the Bruins, you were like, yeah, it was 4-1. And I smiled because it was like, it was like hey, hey, 
we we were down four one or three one. You know, like in, yeah. the, in the game. I mean, four one. You know, and it's like four and, one in and the it, game, and it didn't matter. Like we're talking about that in a positive manner. Like since the podcast has existed in two thousand eighteen, let's go. Congratulations, tip of the cap, bud. We've been going, man. We've been going. Glad to have you back. We're here with Way Alex. To go, boys, I'm proud Alex of you both. Hobson. Thanks, buddy. Happy to have you. But I mean, like since we started the podcast, <laughs> everything has always resulted in like, well, you know. Uh, Better luck next year. Yeah, well, <laughs> how much? That wasn't very nice. Like, what are we going like, to do next year? Yeah, it's, it's really- Would you guys have even bothered with another, like, what went wrong episode if the Leafs didn't close that out? So we were just talking about that, and I'm pretty sure we did not reconvene last year after the Leafs were eliminated. <laughs> no, we and the year before, it took us two months. When they lost to Montreal, it was two months before we did another episode. We don't cope Good. well over here on the Pucks and Deep podcast. I don't think most of Leafs Nation copes very well. To be honest with you, because uh, it gets worse every year. When when we when we lose, when we lose, I am not interested in consuming content at all. No, it's off. neither am I. Man. No all. content. No content. And when we win, now I want all of g- it. Give me a break. This is mostly due to having like at that time I had a a three day old baby. So having a three day old baby is the reason why I'm not sleeping. But I'm literally not even angry about it because when she's asleep, I'm on my phone. Hashtag Leafs forever. Fucking give me it. Give me it. Give me it. Give me it. Refresh. 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 Like I can't get enough of it, man. And then she wakes up and I'm like, oh my god, I have a three day old. She's so cute. Like I, I'm living the best version of my life in any simulation, and I refuse to believe that we are not going all the way. And Lesko can tell you right now what I'm doing with my inflatable fake cup Stanley out. Cup is out and it's over the goddamn head, boys. And I'm giving it the first kiss of the year. Let's go. You might need that later. The passion has never been higher for me. And I don't, has it ever been higher for you? It's never been higher for me. It's it's reminiscent of the the early 2000s. I've said it a few times, but now it's, now it feels real because I haven't been this excited going into a series, going into round one every year. You're kind of like, are they going to do it? Especially this year. Are they going to do it? Because if they don't, I don't know what the hell is going to happen to the team. But this is a feeling of relief and also excitement because I'm like, all right, we're going on a run, right? Where are we going from here? This is actually exciting. You, You believe in the team more than probably we ever have, especially in the last few years. And that's a completely different feeling. And I really hope the fans are enjoying this because it's overdue, obviously. You know they are. Dude, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I get when I open up Twitter and I see I see the NHL Twitter account tweeting stuff about Leafs Panthers round two game one. Oh, like it's 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 I've never seen that before. Never I haven't seen, seen that unless I go on YouTube and search up highlights from the 2004 series against the Senators. I don't see it. Yes. Yeah, okay, Senators, I, I, to be fair, was the first round series, but you get the point. No, but they were amazing, amazing playoff series, Hobson. And I, I've said this to you before in, in our in our group chat. We're in a big Leaf group chat together. And I've said this to you before there. I'm not sure if for you young pups in the chat. I'm not sure if it's better or worse that you never saw any of that because on one hand, I feel badly for you guys that you weren't able to be like, let's say the version that you are right now today, Hobson, watching those teams play. Like it was so sick and we're back there now. That's what Lesko and I are kind of saying. Like our passion levels are, 
are back because we were there once before already. And we were like, what were we, Lesko? Like young teenagers, early we were 14, teens? I was yeah, 14. Thir- 14, 15 yeah. years old. So I remember it, and it was exciting, and you believed in the team. You believed they could go all the You're way. You're still a kid. And now that barrier has been removed where we actually believe that th- they could do anything here. Honestly, like, here's where I would, here, here's how I would kind of dice it down. So I would say that you're probably right that it's, it, it's probably worse for you guys because you've seen that and you know what they're capable of, or you, you know, you know, you, you know that the franchise that you watch is capable of doing things like right, that. Right. But like, and, and you're just so deprived of it. You want it back so badly. I think on those terms alone, it makes it, it makes it worse for you guys. What I will say though, is that the main drawback of being in a situation like mine, where you've never experienced something like that before is it took me 18 years of watching hockey to get that feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's true. that is so long, man. Like <laughs> so long of sports, just doing nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> But you still buy the jerseys and you yes, still buy I the still tickets. Buy the jerseys Here's all my money. Games. I've been writing about this fucking team since 2015, man. Yeah, absolutely unreal too. If you and want when I start when I started writing about it, the team, I thought it lined up perfectly because it was right around the time when they started drafting their whole core, Matthews, Marler, Nylander. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I get to cover a Compton Center for the next couple of years. <laughs> That's what Lesko and I said about this show. We said we're starting it up in 2018. These guys have been in the league for a couple of years now. They're in their absolute prime. We're going all the way. And then we had all these aspirations only to shut down at like second week of April, third week every of April. Year. Every year we just shut her down. <laughs> Put this in perspective. I'm going to go to my cottage, open it up this weekend, go fishing, and then watch a Leafs playoff game after on Saturday night. Yeah. For the Doesn't get any as better. an adult, Lesko, you know That's what I mean? Right. Like, it's awesome. Boys, I, I I got to drink beers at a bar and watch the Leafs play a playoff game. Hey, there you go. Cheers, bud. We're drink- year, I was four years old when they last did that. <laughs> I thought you said you were four years old when you were drinking the beer. That would have been cool, too. Uh, that with, been really uh, cool. I wasn't that cool, though. <laughs> with Alex Hobson here, a hockey writer's contributor for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you can catch him, Niagara, in the morning at 610 CK. TB and nice. co-host of the at sticks in the six podcast, uh, big Jays and Jags fan. You know, you said earlier that you, you're, you're a great hockey mind. I think you complimented me as well. And you said, we're both, yeah, we're both great hockey, but minds. I see on your Twitter page, your pinned profile picture here is Alex Dobson is a twit. What happened there? What's going on with that? <laughs> uh, that was a, that was an example of the most, odd like one-sided love-hate relationship i've ever experienced or been a part of or witnessed um also coleman before we get into that i just want to note absolutely love the classic talk radio trick out of the bag there to reintroduce (laughs) the guest halfway through yeah (laughs) that is that is textbook talk rate you got to get into that afterwards i'm telling you man i do what Um, i can so yeah fuck pucks and deep on the am airwaves man come on That'd be unreal. Yeah. Three anyways, agents. we're not family friendly though. It's tough, you know. Gotta be <laughs> yeah, careful there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Find, see if you can find a talk radio station that aren't cowards. We're not. Little, we're not family teams. friendly, but we do talk to active general managers in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so the 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 Dobson twit story. 
Um, I'm probably going to stumble all around trying to tell this story because it was just, it was such a, it was just such a nothing interaction and, but it, but it was just, it was so funny at the same time. So I think what I said was, I I think I made a tweet that was like, (laughs) oh, it was one of those stupid, like tired, wired, inspired tweets. I was like, I, I, I can't remember what the context was, but I think for one of them, it was like wired dress Wayne Simmons on the first line or something like that. Okay. <laughs> and so it was, it was a, first of all, it was an obvious joke. Like anybody on Twitter, regardless of how much of a rock you live under, you should have been able to see right away that that was a clear joke. And so this guy, for whatever reason, I, I he, so he tweeted himself, like just to his own feed. He was like, like 50 followers or whatever. And he tweets saying that he should, he thought that Simmons should dress in the lineup. So for whatever reason, he took my joke as me ripping off his tweet. Oh, so I, (laughs) so I was basically, I like, I, I, I like, he replied to me saying like, I said the same thing. Do you troll? (laughs) <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I just said, like, I, I, I can't remember what I said, but I started fucking with him a little bit. Um, and then eventually I go back to his his profile later and I see him, he's just subtweeting me. I see he just he tweets just out of nowhere, he just tweets out Alex Dobson, what a twit. <laughs> <laughs> Which was awesome. I love that. Alex Dobson. Noah's Noah's and, brother. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um yeah, Noah Dobson's brother, the entry level journalist. Um, <laughs> He's on a eight dollar freelance uh, entry level contract. <laughs> and then the be- the best part about that the best part about that interaction was when the lo- the one lady responds saying, "Who is he? I've never heard of him. Never heard of him." He, he replies two words: "Wanna be reporter." <laughs> Okay, interesting. All right, oh, I, yeah. I, so I, I like it, man. I think it's um, I think it's a good thing. Like self-deprecation is. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big self-deprecation yeah. guy. I've been a Leafs fan for 18 years. Yeah, so it's true. We gotta be, man. And listen, uh, quickly back back to the Leafs. There, I just wanted to poke fun at you. I pulled up your Twitter page there, but no, I appreciate um, that. Can we? Uh, are you guys ready to f- throw some flowers at me for Matthew Nyes? Can I get some flowers here, buddy? You've like I never stopped throwing flowers. What's at your you? biggest take? Your best take? Your biggest toe to so ever? For sure. And you said it was based yeah. on nothing. I'll remind you of, other than vibes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No. Well, I I, I watched a lot. Uh, you of- were watching the Frozen Four, but I I, I also he watched- was down at the uh, Florida Arena there. No, watching I, it. shut up. I watched games um, before then. I actually watched like parts of their season here and there. Um, I have the hockey TV. I don't actually pay for it, but I have that hockey TV subscription, and you were able to get them on there. Okay. Which is awesome. Coleman. How funny would it have been if the NHL season and the NCAA season simultaneously were pushed forward by like two weeks and you had to talk your way out of watching Matthew Nyes at the Frozen Four while your wife's in labor? <laughs> at the Frozen that wouldn't have not even, You're not even watching a Leaf game. You're watching a college hockey game. Yeah. No we way. got a prospect, babe. He's a second-round pick. <laughs> I got to look at our prospect. I got to see him. I got to no, see him. No, no, Kira, this one's different. Trust me. Yeah. But no, what I mean by that, let's go to answer your question. <laughs> It was, it was yes it was mostly a vibe like i felt like this kid was good but i had seen yeah. i had seen and it was like from what i had seen i was like i was i was overhyping him i won't lie but i'm a big fan of manifestation 
Like, Hobson, you know that too from being in that group chat. I'm all over the fucking place, man. One minute I... <laughs> hour, hour by hour. Hour yeah. by hour, it fucking changes. I'm like, this is fucked. We're fucked. There's no chance, you know? And then a couple <laughs> hours later, I'm like, boys... I've thought it over. I I believe we all have to fucking believe. Everybody changed their fucking name to believers. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like you had oh that great God, idea dude. to change, change everybody's names. That was, that but was like, amazing. I, I'm I'm all over the place, but I I'm so happy. I feel like a proud dad. I am a proud dad, but I feel like I'm a proud dad to my own daughter Everly, and also to Matthew Nice for getting him where he needs to be. You just you're just gonna like confuse the shit out of her by constantly referring to him as your big as her big brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your name was almost Matthew, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been phenomenal though. Like I, I, if there's one thing I got from the scouting reports is that he played a man's game in in college hockey. The board play is what phenomenal. I think has helped him translate his game so well. Big body. Um, we saw it on the OT winner. He won that battle down low to keep the puck alive to Johnny T. Two times in a row. Uh, and him being on the ice for three OT winners, that's just ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure he was the extra man on Riley's tire as well. So that is just, I mean, what hitting the ground running, I guess. And I, I don't know if it's naivety of just soaking up the moment or he, if he's just that unfazed um, by the big stage. But either way... Man, the least seem to have a winner here. My opinion. I think. It, I, sorry, sorry, sorry Hobson. No, my no, opinion. Ahead, before you ahead. jump in, all I wanted to say was I believe it's the it's the insulation. Okay. Playing like, with good players. He's playing with the fucking players, man. We got him. We got all the players for you, bud. You want to play with this skilled guy that could shoot it bar down, or do you want to play with this guy that's going to muck it up in the corners and make you feel like you're seven feet tall and he's already 6'4", or whatever he is. He's a big kid, you know? So I, I really think it has a lot to do with insulation, but he looks so good. He's our first-line left winger. He is our best left winger that we have in the organization. I will stand by it. I, I, I can't disagree, man. Like the, the impact that he's making just by being in the games. And it's never mind the fact that he's got three points in five playoff games, which is like very fine for a rookie coming out of college, 20 years old. But like even without the points, he's just been he's been playing so solid and he's just he's making an impact in the games when he doesn't have the puck. That's the main thing. Like he's like you, like you, you, you touched on his the fact that he plays a man's game. Like you guys said, he. Like he also just his confidence is so perfect for the Toronto market and something that you totally need. And when you go back to the question of is it something that like is it that he's just so unfazed by the moment that it's it's purely confidence speaking or is it just a matter of is he naive to the league? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think I think it's the fact that he just he doesn't have to worry about Toronto's history because he's got no affiliation with anything that they've done before this year. So it's not, you know, you're not Austin Matthews going on year six or seven of this or Mitch Martin or William Nylander, right? You're not John Tavares, the captain of the team. You're not Morgan Riley, the crown jewel from 2012. You're, right. You're Matthew Nice, a second round pick of the team who's just making his debut basically in the playoffs. Yeah. And you're, so, and, and you're a very, very skilled player. So you're, you're, yeah. you're actually here because of that, like mm -hmm. we're not, and I said this to you boys before and, and yourself as well, let's go on the podcast here that we can't just, we can't bring him in and, and throw him out there with Lafferty Daniel. And you know what I mean? Dude, like I was just going to say, you make such a great point with the fact that there's just a grocery list of players that he can play with. Yeah. Like, 
like, and when I say players, I'm not like, you know, any team has a grocery list of players, but I'm talking about a grocery list of players, mm-hmm. right? Gamers. Like, could you imagine if this guy was coming up for the New York Islanders and his coaches are like in his first game? All right, buddy, you're skating alongside JG Pajot and Pierre Engvall. Pierre Engvall. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Well, okay. Great. <laughs> Mine dash three. Yeah. Dash three to the line. Yeah. You know? it, it, when you're in Toronto, you're playing alongside Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari, and that's worst case scenario. That's worst case yeah. scenario. And then actually I'm gonna double shift you real quick with Maddie and Mitch. I'll hop over. Hop over and have some fun. Oh hey, tie it's a tie game when you need a goal in the final minute. Here, you're going out. Yeah, you better get out there, bud. Yeah, you know, good like, on Sheldon to get the most out of him and give him those extra shifts, and he certainly yeah. earned them. And to not That's, take and not sorry, Hobson, but not take any time away after he had a couple of bad turnovers mm-hmm. there. You know, he didn't he didn't miss a shift. Get yeah. right back out there, forget it, wash it, and get right back out there. And and I don't know if you guys, <clears throat> I'm sure you've watched the replays over and over and over, but the the extended replay of of the Tavares series clinching goal, it's it's amazing because. The, the exact same play actually happened two times in a row. The, came, the puck came to the right corner. Nyes battled off a check in front of the net, went and retrieved it. He chips it to Taveras, who goes around the boards, tries to pass it to Luke Shen, who is Luke Shen. God save his soul. He's, re- he's retreating because there's no way I'm getting <laughs> scored on in overtime. So he's retreating. Taveras is able to whack it back down into the corner, and it's a carbon copy. As soon as it goes back down into the corner, again, nice into the corner. It's a one-on-two battle, and he makes that nifty, like, elite player level pass along the boards to Taveras, and he catches three, three Tampa Bay Lightning players. We're skating towards the corner and he he slipped it to Taveras and that gave that side of the ice open to Taveras to come out front and yeah it goes off a skate or whatever but a goal is a goal and it doesn't happen without two like NHL player capable plays along those yeah. boards against some really high level competition I'm super pumped for this kid super Dude, pumped like you said it already, like count the amount of goals that he's been on the ice for the amount of big goals that he's been on the ice for literally every OT winner when the tying goal, I'm pretty sure when more, when uh, O'Reilly tied it. Yeah, dude, like, this guy is on the ice for every single goal. The Leafs have the least score that has implications. Like, dude, it's so funny. Let's go. Every time, every time those, those goals have gone in for us in the series, in that group chat that I'm in, I just comment. I say, what do I say? Hobson nice on the sheet again, <laughs> nice on the sheet again. I don't care if he doesn't get a point. I, I don't care if he doesn't factor in. It's the fact that he's just out there. And like even Kirstie, who doesn't care about hockey at all, she's all over this now because she's got to deal with it. She's got to deal with me talking to her about it, right? So like I'm talking to her about it, and she she even she goes, she appreciates it. She goes, that's really cool for him. That's a really cool experience. And I said, exactly, babe. Like he's out there. He's the guy that puts his hands in the air and goes and skates. You know what I mean? Like what you're an part, experience. You're part of the on ice celebration. And for the Taveras goal, he was the first person on the on the planet. To know that it went in, he was staring right at the right at the crease, which is really funny because on the Kerfoot overtime goal to cap the comeback, he's first he, man in too. But, but he has no idea. He was the last person on the planet to know that it went in right. because he was getting boxed out, and everyone else knew it was in, and he had no idea. But yeah, I don't know, man. This team is this team has got something special. I, I'm 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 really I'm really on board for for a run here, and you know, pre playoffs, people had said to me that. 
you know, Coley, will it be a success or a failure? Like if you lose in round two, is it a failure and all that, what, all that stuff? I could understand people saying that all we needed was around because in some walks of life, all we did need was around. And the main walk of life I'm referring to is saving the franchise because that goal saved the franchise. John Tavares saved the Toronto Maple I don't know what would happen. We would have lost Dubas, the best GM in the whole NHL. You know, find me a better GM right now than Kyle Dubas with what he can do and what he can put together. Like, we would have lost Dubas. Keith is all but gone. Matthews is, you know, the team would have imploded. It would have imploded. Fucking, you might as well just move them, you know? And, but, <laughs> but Tavares gets the goal off a of skate. The pressure is lifted. You look at Dubas in the press box and you can see that oh, level so of wild. relief. He is all of us. And, and, and it, it saves the franchise, and I, I, that's, my, that's my take there. I, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know, thank the good Lord. But I, I really think we would have been in dire straits. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> Winning a round right there absolutely did exactly what you, just, what, what you just laid out right there. What it also did, I think, just for me personally, and I think this is the case for a lot of fans, just ensured that I come back to the team next year as right. a fan. Right, 100%. Like, if they lose in the first round, I have to have serious conversation with myself. And it would be a hard one because I've been like, I, I, I've made the Leafs, I've made my Leafs fandom into such a big thing for me that it's a source of income at this point. Right. Yep. Right. I, I like what, how am I going to spend an entire summer? Like, even, you know, even with the free agent and draft stuff, like, how am I going to spend a whole summer writing articles where the vibe is what went wrong? Oh, yeah, my goodness. And what do gracious. the Leafs need to do to make this? So it doesn't happen again, right? And, like, the, and the stories have been there. Like the stories would be there, but you know, what good is it for your damn mental health? That's for oh sure. Oh my God, That's man, it would have been awful. And it, it's like last year I was able to give, like I, I had a really hard time getting back into writing about them after the Montreal series. I'll say that. No doubt. But after Don't last season, I gave them a little bit of a break because I'm like, you know what? Like, I actually thought they played a really good series for the most part. It was one goal away from Tampa Bay. Like I didn't feel the same, like, like, like anger towards them, the same yeah. like resentment towards them as I did after that Montreal series. So I was able to be like, you know what, run it back. But like this time's for real. Yeah. And when they were up three, one in the series, I was so, so nervous that, that, that I was that it was going to be put into jeopardy again because if they blow this series from 3-1 that's no longer just oh two really good teams one loss to the other in game 7 that's uh, this team blew a fucking 3-1 series lead dude yeah. look but at the what, narrative continues previous boys look at what game 5 did to us like our our group chat Hobson oh. like how was that you know let's go i should it was play awful that for until you. the day of game 6 i should play that <laughs> for you let's go we all made voice recordings like singing a parody of various Blink-182 songs about the Leafs. Oh, good. Because the idea was, you know, all these Blink-182 songs about angst and like being a young, angry, <laughs> you know, emo type kid or whatever, they all worked for the Leafs. So we were changing the words and we were basically using that as a coping mechanism, <laughs> which was pretty hilarious because it put, smi it put smiles on our faces and Hobson, I think it turned us around as a group. It fun. did. It did. It made me, it was, it brightened my morning in a morning where it was raining and I wasn't feeling very good. I was, I was feeling, I was starting to get those, those personal Nervous. demons yeah i was starting to get that that dread that feeling of dread that comes with the leafs in the back three games of a playoff series um and i'll tell you man like it was so bang on when you when you say that you know all the songs and the themes of the songs sort of fit what we were feeling 
I remember I tried to do one for stay together for the kids and the chorus. I didn't even have to change any words. <laughs> like it was like pretty much you're, you're, you're a Leafs fan. You, you look up the words to that chorus and it's pretty much how we feel as a Leafs fan right down to the 20 years now gone. <laughs> yeah, part. dude, that one was great. And, and, and Tommy's was so good. The one he, he, he didn't even have to change one lyric either. He said, I've been here before a few times and I'm quite aware. We're dying. <laughs> like it was exactly the oh, epitome shit. of the feeling. We have been here before I more know. than a few times, and I'm quite aware we're fucking dying. <laughs> there man. was definitely oh, a sense man. of dread going in, but like you said, kind of when the day flipped over and it was Saturday, it's like, okay, let's go. Let's see what you got. Try not to replay old scenarios in your head. Um, I wanted to ask you, Hobson. Whenever the Leafs acquired Luke Shen, there was all this talk about where he fits and where he's going to play. And a lot of people were saying he wasn't good enough to even be in the top six. Obviously, he's proved everybody wrong. And on Editor ice for Leafs said that. Enough said. One goal against in the entire series. Um, how do you think well, – like, what's your overall impression of what he's done? And just what do you think he's done again for Morgan Riley as well? Because – it seems that pairing has just worked out famously and in still keeping his minutes reasonable. You know what? I, and I'm glad you mentioned that they're keeping his minutes reasonable. And a big part of that is the amount of minutes that Brody and McCabe have been needing. Yep. But I'll tell you right now, the Shen story is my, probably my favorite story in my 18 years of watching the Leafs, watching hockey. Especially like when he came in, you, you, you're excited for him 12 years ago or something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We oh, hundred percent. Dude, I like there was a, like for that. For, I remember for like the whatever it was, like the couple days or whatever it was between when the Leafs drafted Riley and traded Shen. Like, imagine what that pairing could have been in the future if both were developed properly. Riley right. Shen, yeah, it would have been beautiful. Stalwarts, honestly. And um, so I was. I, I mean, I was a big Luke Shen fan back in the day. I mean, I love JVR. He's one of my favorite Leafs of all time. But, but I, I was always a big fan of Luke Shen too. And so when they like, I I wrote an article like this time or not this time rather, but trade deadline last year around that time saying they should reunite with Luke Shen. Yep. And when it finally happened again this year, it was like, okay, this guy's addressing an actual need, and he's coming back to help. Like in a pivotal moment for this franchise, when he can help the team that originally drafted him get to the second round and snap a curse that's been around even before he was drafted mm -hmm. by the team. Like, the storyline was just so perfect. And then the fact that he comes in and just, he, like, he plays like he's 25 years old again. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's icing on the cake, man. It's such an unreal story. And I'm, you know, Luke Shen just, like, the fact that he's he's come in and he's, like, if you've been reading his quotes to the media and practice and stuff, like, it almost sounds like he's talking the team through a Stanley Cup run. I agree with that. I was happy to be there. That is sure. such a good take. That every single thing take. that he, every single thing that he says, like, and I was inspired by. I'm gonna try and look for this quote and keep talking at the same time because it, like, there was one specific thing that he said today that was it, 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 it made me think this is that that's exactly what this guy's doing. Like it's calculated, um, you know. He knows his role. He knows his. He goes. Role. Here we go. Game pre-game, game one of round two. He goes. You feel a sense of accomplishment for the next 24 hours, and it's on to the next challenge. Winning a round, or sorry, winning a round can give guys confidence for sure, knowing you're capable of it. But in saying that, there are a ton of obstacles we have to overcome. Like 
he he sounds like he sounds like the narrator at a cutscene. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. Kind, the guy kind of has thing, been right? there. He's been there, and he's it's like he's oh my god, man! He comes back to the franchise 15 years after he was drafted by them. Oh, and boys, I just I can't stop thinking about the moment that he was actually traded to the Leafs, and it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like I, I thought like the Leafs trading for Shen was one of those like back of the mind moves that maybe they try and pull off. But sure, the fact that they, you know, that uh, that afternoon was so fucked when they they, they traded for McCabe. And then what, what was it like two hours later, Sandine's out the door. Pierre Engvall's out the door. Luke Shen's in. And oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, it was just what, what a moment. So I you know what? You get me talking about Luke Shen and I can sit here and talk for an hour so. I'm a I'm a big Shen guy. I love how much he's come in and thrown the body, and I I I love that he's doing exactly what Ilya Labushkin was supposed to do last year. Oh, yeah, started off take. doing pretty well. Great take. Started started off doing pretty well, but but simmered down and he was burned out by the end of it. Yeah, Great you're take. absolutely right there. But Labushkin never really Labushkin was, was dollar store Shen. But he was yeah, oh, yeah, but he wasn't a threat like to fight. I don't think as much threat. No, no threat is no, no, no. Uh, Shen is a threat to fight. And like my two takeaways from Shen, specifically in the first round, like mm-hmm. we're isolating, right? Because it's a new season. So yeah. specifically in that first round, Shen was two things for me. He was calming and he was confident. And when I say confident, I don't necessarily mean he himself was confident. I mean he exudes confidence mm-hmm. yeah. to those around him, exactly. to those on the bench. I don't want to go so far as to say – Oh, he's a fear-inducing monster. No, no. Mm. But what he is, is he's a calming, stabilizing, confidence-building type of presence on this team. And this team has needed that for for so long. 100% agree, man. Honest to God, couldn't agree more. And you know what? The one point that I was also going to bring up, and we kind of touched on it already, like we can give Morgan Riley all sorts of credit that he rightfully deserves because he consistently turns it on in the playoffs for this team. But Luke Shen being his partner has fully allowed him to play his game. Comfortably. Yeah. And because of that, you're seeing less defensive gaffes. You're seeing less moments where it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's making 7.5 million against our cap. <laughs> like he, he, he's just, he, he's the, he's the puck moving confident carrier that he was that like we've seen during spurts in his career. Well, here and here's a I think comparable. The, here's yeah. a comparable for you: Eric Carlson and Mark Mathot. Right. Yeah. Right there. Similar dynamic. Like not to say that Riley's as good as Carlson was or whatever in his heyday, but not to say that Mathot's as good as Shen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I'm so glad you. There correct. you go. Well done. No, well I, done. I think two things stand up for me <laughs> with Shen. I, I like what you say about a calming presence. I like. Absolutely. I think he counterbalances Riley's style of play really well, but he's definitely exceeded expectations for sure because there was there's two moments I enjoyed my, the most. Game three overtime, there was a point where I think there was two guys on him and he spun them off like he just juked and made created ice for himself, moved the puck. I'm like, who was that? Was that from behind the net? And it was Luke Shen. It was from down below their goal line where it was like, what's going on here? Like, he needs help. And then he shook two guys and made a play, moved the puck up the ice. The other one was him sitting in between the benches playing Sheriff 
being like, they're all screaming at him. They're cursing at him. They're chirping him and shit. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll fight all you dummies. I don't care. And then he calls, proceeds to call Jeannot irrelevant. And he, and then Jeannot gets scratched the next he two games. He got scratched, yeah. That is a oh. gross trade, my God. Bro, what a chirp. Let's go. Let's go. I, I really hate to be this guy, but he was calling Maroon irre- irrelevant, not Jeannot. Was he really? Because I thought yeah. he was calling Jeannot irrelevant. No, but it he was did say to Jeannot. He did say to Jeannot as well, at least I'm worth what I was traded for. Which was like okay. Well, that's, uh, that's a deep I, cut. I'm not going to try and dispute that at all. Yeah, that's a deep <laughs> cut for sure. Oh, I ha- that's one of those moments when I hate to be the fact checker, right? There, that's man. fine. I'm so- I'm that's sorry fine. I got. That. I got. I wish we up. could sit. I wish we could sit back and believe that that he said that to Genoa and then it got scratched. Yeah, but hey, dude, like that. that's that's how you turn this into a, an income generator, right? I mean, you know your shit. Listen, uh, <laughs> speaking of that, you're not you're not expecting to be paid for this, are you? Hey, bud. <laughs> Text what, in the this, mail, bud. This show? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about, man? I thought we were operating on like a pay for minute kind of basis. Pay here. for minute? Oh my goodness! Well, then pay we're going minute. over here. We just hit the cent- <laughs> we just hit the century mark. We're about forty five minutes past what we can afford here, dude. Very excited. I know you probably got to go soon. You got a ball hockey game. You're tarping up for that ball hockey game. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, tarping up, boys, as always. So I um, said today that um, every day until the Leafs are out or they win it. Every day, I'm wearing a jersey. You're on the gear. Every day. Oh, that's beautiful. It's, ger- it's every single day. Two flags on my car. I have never been this way. I don't even know what it's like to be this way as an adult. Let's go. I can't wait. Like, I hate to break it to you. I'm not kicking you out. But I can't wait till you get the fuck out <laughs> so I can fully get this garage ready <laughs> for he- headquarters. I'm breaking out every <laughs> leaf piece. I, if it's blue. This guy's got bins. If it's blue, it's coming out. There and I, I can't it. fucking wait, man. I'm going to drive. When the weather gets good this weekend, I am driving up and down Pembroke Street with You Make My Dreams Come True on fire. Boy. Up and down, man. I am the passion wagon for Pembroke, Ontario. I'm going to give it. I'm I'm gonna give you guys a little fucking uh, a little spoiler here. The little the little covers account that I do with my brother. We're doing you make my dreams this week. Yeah, oh, yes, bro. sir. Yes. There's like there's like barely any guitar parts in that song, but I'm da, going to make bum, it work. make it happen. Ba, 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 ba. Also, it, Coleman, before we before we retire this episode, I have to ask you a question. I wanted to get it in when we were talking about Matthew Nice. Okay, have you followed up with that guy from the TSN comment section? I have. You have? Can <laughs> you have. can you send me the most recent? Was it a post round post round victory update? It was a post round victory update, <laughs> yes. and he he never got back to me. What? I my the last time I said to him was, I said, surely you are ready to admit you were wrong, because his original <laughs> comment, Lesko, and and for our listeners that have no idea, bad podcasting here. I'll break it down for you. Is Matthew Nye's article on whatever TSN or something on Facebook, and it was I guess the day before the game or game two. It was whenever he drew in. He was going to dress. Yeah, he was dressing for game two. And someone commented, doesn't deserve to be there. <laughs> and so I quickly responded, and I like to get into it from time to time. I said, I said, so he didn't deserve to be drafted and play in the NHL, question mark? And that guy's response was, no, there are other players on the team that are, that are more deserving. Like, this guy thinks that just because you deserve it you should be there but like why does Matthew Nyes not deserve it let's not let's ignore the fact that he is an awesome hockey player and makes (laughs) any roster any roster in this NHL is better 
with Matthew Nyes in it. Do I think they become a contender? No, like relax. I don't think he's going to win the Rocket or even the Calder. He's probably going to win the Calder next year. But like, actually, Connor Bedard, my mistake. He can't win the Calder, but he'll be in the conversation. But like, this guy kept going back, you know, let's go. He says he's not good enough. He shouldn't play. And then we... We won, and he was amazing. We won games three, game four, game five, and I checked in with him periodically <laughs> after the win. Follow-up question here. I said, hey, man, what about now? Like, I wasn't being an asshole. I just said, what about now? Like, what are your thoughts now? Did you change? Because part of what I said you to him— You took him seriously, though. <laughs> I did, let's go. But part of what I said to him was, you will change your mind. I promise you. I said, just wait and see. Give him a chance. And he, he even said to me, I hope you are right. So it sounded like he was right. open. It sounded like he was open. So it wasn't just trolling. No, right. but, but he continuously said, no, after the win, no, not, still not convinced. Still no. Still not convinced, still not convinced. And then we won the series, and I said, surely it's time. After all those big goals he was on the ice for, the big assist to John Tavares. Yeah. Like, think about Matthew Nice. He also goes down in history. He's like a Ginla. Well, when guess- Crosby scored the gold medal goal, Iggy, Iggy, right? He shoveled it to Tavares, and Tavares got the job done. So, yeah. I, he, Who did I, he I'm want them to dress? That's Was he suggesting an alternative, like Simmons or something? Well, like- he was, yeah, basically, you know, pick, pick one. He wanted he anybody else. He didn't name drop anyone. He no. said there are other players on the Leafs that deserve the job more than he does. Who? Casual. Who, though? You know, like there's nobody. <laughs> like I had a tweet a couple Dennis weeks ago. Dennis Morgan. <laughs> I had a tweet a couple weeks ago there where I said, here's a list of players on the Toronto Maple Leafs that are better at hockey than Matthew Nyes. And the list was like seven players long because it's true. He's, he's really good at hockey. Forget everything else. Forget his age. Forget his inexperience. Forget the playoffs. How about we just talk about how good he is at hockey? Let's put all of those Toronto Maple Leafs players in the gym, and I'm going to pick my team. I'm pretty sure I'm hoping that I can get that guy on my team. Am I not? I would say so. He's not going to be at your ball hockey game, though, Hobson, so you won't have to worry about oh, that. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Hobson, one last question for you before you go. What are your plans for round two? Are you hitting up the square? You got some buddies coming over? Are you doing some shows? What's happening for you? Oof. Well, I'm going to tell you something hilarious right now, boys. Um, game one, I'm, I'm more than likely just going to be watching with a couple of buddies. So that, that checks out game two. Um, I got offered 125 bones to host an open mic at a vegan restaurant. Okay. So I'm taking the, that money and I'm bringing my phone and I'm watching the game there. That a boy. Nice. Wow. And then game three, I want to say I'm at, I'm going to a barbecue and obviously going to find a way to get the game on there, whether it's on the phone or get firing up the TV or whatever. It's going to be glorious and, uh, too for game after, three. After that, it's an open book. But uh, you know what? If this if this series ends up going to six or seven games, which truthfully I hope it doesn't, I hope that it stays at five. I hope the Leafs get this series over and done with quick. Although we know that probably won't happen. Leafs and four. Um, <laughs> Leafs and four. Attaboy. boy, love it. Um, if it gets to uh, game six or seven, that'll likely line up with next weekend. So I'm probably going to get to the square for one of those ones. Not nice, boy. But well, you're not hoping for it, like, even though you're going to. No, go, no, no, no. You know, it will Absolutely be. Not. It will be fun and everything. But like, I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, if you if you're holding tickets for game seven, like there, there's no way you're hoping for it. There's no, no way, right? No, Unless absolutely down. not. You, you buy those tickets in anticipation that it's going to get to that point. Do you even yeah. buy those tickets? I would never. I mean, I don't have the yeah, money to I, make that kind of call. But that no, 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 no. Let's say you did. That and the vibes no, let's that come say, with it. Let's say you had fuck off money. I mean, like loving the Leafs as much as you do, like 
are you like, if it's chump change to you, are you like, I'm going? If it's chump change, yeah. Well, I not? guess you're buying all the tickets if it's chump change. I don't know if I could do it. You just don't, don't like the vibes of it. The, the problem, dude, is that I also am nervous. Right. And if I'm in the building, I'm not helping. <laughs> That's why I always say that I, I actually like American fans more than Canadian fans. Because they don't know any better. They just go there and they're like, hey, uh, fucking 17 Bud Lights and I'm all wasted. Let's go. Fucking Trump shooting my guns off and like having a great fucking time at the hockey game. And the boys start scoring goals and they're, all, they're always loud and they're always standing and they're never like nervous. Mm-hmm. I need the SBA to be more like American Airlines Center yeah. in, in, in Dallas or something, you know, where they, they, they don't give a fuck. They're just cheering and they're loud and they're just there to have a good time. We go and we're like... Or, I don't know, we're going to die. It feels like we're going to die. <laughs> but isn't you know, some of that gonna... lifted now? Yes. Like, I, I actually got to shout out the fans for being really good and really loud at the square and, and at the building. But in that game five at home, they did not do their end of the bargain, I felt like. We're, we're in good shape going into the third, and they were dead-ass quiet. They did not, like pick up the slack for the boys, fire them up, you know? Like, it was that typical, like, oh, boy, like, here we go. Like, what's going to happen? It's like we were already thinking about game seven when we were losing game five. Right. Well, it was a tough one. Like, you get a little concerned about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, like, how how that happened or, like, what it is. Maybe just carrying the baggage. So I hope some of that's been lifted now that the series has been won and that we can stop thinking about blowing – Fucking round ones. Hobson, we got you there, boss. I think we lost him, eh? Oh, oh there he nope, is. Sorry, is. boys. I'm still here. I had a, I was, I, I had something going on with my interface. That was weird. I he's missed like, the second half of your question there. He's like, yeah, sorry, guys. I was just laying money on the Rangers there. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's like, you need, come on, man. You need the money so bad you're doing a fucking open mic during a Leaf playoff game <laughs> and you're putting money on the Rangers? Come on. <laughs> Give it to him again, Lesko. Oh, yeah, no, I was, just, I was just saying, do you think now that the um, like the baggage has been lifted? I was talking about the fans in game five where they were just down a goal coming in the third and the fans seemed to have no life. We were already thinking about game seven. Do you think that the attitude among the fans, especially the ones in the building, will be a little different now? Is there more? Is the belief meter is where it needs to be? I'm, I guess that's what I'm saying. I would hope so. Game, game, like the, the game one, especially until they Tampa immediately sucked the life out of it, and game two, especially those, the barn was so loud in those two games. I think that they can channel that and do it even better this time around. I mean, think about it. We haven't seen the second round in almost 20 years. Right. Yeah. And it, when Riley scored in game five, I know we gave one up right away. Very leafy of us. Very but leafy. but yeah. like the, the building was louder than it had ever been in its history. Because yes. we were leading the game. We were gonna we were gonna close them out in five, you know. So At yeah, home. it's gonna be it epic. It would have been beautiful. It's gonna be really epic, man. And listen, um, we'll let you go after I ask you this final parting question. Let's hear it. We had a great time stroking the boys off here today, didn't we? We love. Did we we did. We love the boys. And we after, love the Leafs. And after all of this nonsense of 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 what did we do wrong and what can we change and these guys are no good and this guy can't play in the big moment and this guy plays like a little fucking boy. It's time to ask the real hard hitting questions after we stroke them off for an hour. All right. What are we scared of? There. Ha- okay. We're not going to win this game in three. We're not going to win this series in three games. So, what are we 
afraid of moving forward. Like from our own perspective, I don't want to hear about Florida. I'm afraid of Florida coming off a big win. I'm afraid of the X factor, Bobrovsky. He can stand on his head. I'm talking about the Leafs. What did we see that possibly concerns us for this second round? Because I'll tell you right now, the reason I asked the question is because I can't think of a fucking answer. <laughs> I can't either, dude. The power play? I can't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I will say that the power play in the second half of series needs to be better. They got like they, they capitalized big time on the power play in the first couple of games of the first round. That said, it was invisible in games five and game six. Okay, it needs to it needs to be there in those series clinching games because so, you know it was great to see them come up with the five on five effort, but they can't do that every time. Of course, of course, but we know the team is great at five on five. Power plays can obviously, as we know, swing the momentum. And also, I'd like to give the referees their flowers because I thought that game six was one of the best officiated games I had ever seen, Lesko, in the Least history one, of playoffs. Officiating was the best. Best officiated game I had ever seen in, in, the, modern, in the modern playoffs. It was solid, I thought. Um, and, and, yeah. and so, Lesko, I'll throw it over to you. Like Hobson and I think maybe the power play. Like, Is there anything of concern for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is there a concern that we don't really have set lines? Is that... It, maybe that's a strength for us. Is it a concern that we have guys that haven't gotten in? What about the backup? Like, is there anything that you're going I, in and you're a little bit, you're honestly, saying, okay, we got to do I this? I really don't have one. Uh, coming out of that round, there's not like a, well, what about the D or what about the 10 D or what about the big guys? Like, from what we saw in that first round, I guess th the main concern is that, uh, you know, can we get a solid 60 consistently? Because they're... There are some stats out there that would tell you that Tampa Bay did outplay them by a small margin. Right. Um, so it's not something to get overblown. But I can hear that. But I would just like to see, you know, I don't want to see them lose two at home, for example, next series. Uh, I really think that they need to take care of business at home, take advantage of the home ice situation. So I would just like to make sure that they're starting on time. They're playing solid 60s. I know playoff hockey's frantic. It's a little different. There's yeah. a lot of desperation and shit going on. But they just got to build. I want to see them get better, right? Just like you want to get better as the regular season goes on, same thing goes for the playoffs. That's a great point by you. Power play. Let's get that train chugging, especially mm -hmm. against a pretty poor penalty kill, which we saw Tighten in the first it up round. Tighten it up in the back end. And then win at home. And keep rolling. We got to win at home. For, for, for Hobson. We got to win for Hobson because yeah. he's closer to the GTA than us. Oh, man. I, I'm telling you right now, the best part about walking around downtown Toronto in game three, and the important part about this is that this is when the series was 1-1, so it's not like this is fresh off a series win. Toronto was buzzing, and yeah. I love it when the city's buzzing. I just love it. The vibe is different. You can feel it, and it's incredible. Dude, it's... And you know what, boys? Go ahead. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> this pod will probably have killed any chance of me getting a journalism job with the Leafs because of how, like, there's just zero fucking sense of objectivity. It all goes out the window when the Leafs are in. It all goes out the window when the Leafs went around, but I don't give a shit. This is fucking... I have been waiting for... Like, the fan in me was here long before the writer in me was here. Right. Yeah. And well, this part of your brand, too, I would argue, man, and you, I think you do it really well because your takes are sensible, right? Like, it's not like you're just... Fucking, we're winning the an cup every year. All you know time, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm certainly an idiot all the time. Maybe not in that way, but. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Well, listen, thanks a lot for joining us here today, Hobson. I know you got to go and snipe a few Genos there in your uh, in your ball hockey league, but like, 
Get ready, bud. The passion wagon is oh. flying. It's it's all over. It's all over the country. It's we're all over the country. It, boys. I mean, we we're, were driving in, it. I was in Renfrew, Ontario today, and we had everybody firing us up. You know, I, tomorrow I'll be going through Pembroke. I'm going to be honking the horn. It's it's something that I haven't experienced. I don't think a lot of us are really having great memories of the last time we had something like this. So it's it's really fun. I think one thing that we got to do our best, Hobson, is we we do really got to enjoy it. Got to enjoy oh, it as it goes. I am going to enjoy this so much, man. Honestly, so, so, so much. I'm not going to feel the same dread and the same worry and the same just feeling of awfulness that I felt during the that first round series. Right. If the Leafs lose a game, I'm not going to be salty if they go down because they I can know. come back and they can win the next four. Yeah. It's true. I said the same thing too. I was like, and I said that to Lesko on our pod with Jake Hahn from Sirius Radio pre-playoffs. I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handy, handle any loss. Any loss nope. at all, game one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven, I won't be able to handle it. Now, all of a sudden, like, I don't want them to lose game one. I'll be disappointed or whatever, but, like, I won't care. And I won't care. That's the belief factor. That's the belief, the fucking passion. The passion is back. The passion is fucking back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. So, so back. All right, man. Well, listen, thanks again for joining us. Alex Hobson, catch him on Twitter, at A Hobson Media. He's a media giant when it comes to the media Toronto Maple Leafs. And we, we appreciate you being on the show, Hobson, mostly because you're a great dude and you know your shit, but also because we're piggybacking off your lots of followers. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I'll tell you right now, 2,600 ain't that much. But I appreciate it. I'll do what I can. This is a great show. I, I appreciate you guys bringing, bringing me back on. It's always a, it's always a grand old time. All right, man. That's course, Alex buddy. Hobson. Noted rounder upper of numbers, Alex Hobson. <laughs> 2,595 <laughs> followers on Twitter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> love you, buddy. Go, please. Right, love you, bro. Go. Here we go. Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, there he goes, Alex Hobson. Wow. As I mentioned, catch him on Twitter at a Hobson Media. Honestly, he only needs five more to get um, that to get to that 2,600 number that he just said he was at. So let's so not, get him there. Let's not make a liar out of him. Get him right? there. Get let's him put there. this uh, podcast out to your ears, to the earwaves, and uh, and we'll get him there. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Sirius Radio, and I think there's some big news to share. Not just a baby in this house. Booyah! Coley's week of all time continues <laughs> tomorrow afternoon between the hours of 1 and 3 p.m. I think it's usually in the 2 o'clock hour when they have a guest. I'm going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs correspondent. Holy Josh shit. Josh Coleman from the Pucks and D podcast will be the call-in guest to talk all things Leafs tomorrow on The Point with Jim Boomer Gordon and friend of the show Jake Hahn. So I'm going to be on there. I'm not driving down or anything. It's just the classic, you know, radio hit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm actually going to be the radio hit, which is cool. But I, you're going to be the guy. And I I'm like the how guy. they recognize now, if you listen to Sirius, if you're a listener or anything like that. They mentioned me. They, yeah, we got, we get the odd shout out. We had one last week from last Jake week. Hahn. Thanks yeah. very much. Um, but they are very, like, well-spread, very objective. You know, even Tyler, who's a big Maple Leafs fan, Tyler Matter, as friend of the show, they got to keep it together, right? But they do bring on a lot of guests when they want. And now that we're getting down to eight teams, they they got to have a Leafs guy. They got to have this guy, right? right? So very cool that they brought in our boy. Yeah. 
you know, for a Leafs hit on the radio, I'm going to be listening, buddy. I'm really sick, looking man. forward to like, it. Like, you think of all the people that they could have got on there, you know? Like, they could get Jonas Siegel. Like, they could get, uh, like, uh, Brian Hayes, like, Bowen even. They get lots of radio play-by-play mm-hmm. guys and stuff. Like, they could get they could get anyone they wanted. It's NHL Network Radio. Like, uh, you know, if you have media availability in your pocket, you don't turn that down. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to go on the I guess Kyle Dubas podcast, was maybe. busy, so they, yeah. they wanted to bring you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah so, good for you, buddy. Proud of you, and I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, thanks, man. It's so. going to be a lot of fun. I, like, as you know, I've been on there before. Uh, when we first started, yes, this actually, with the, the first month or two we started Just the podcast, <laughs> you were on the show. <laughs> And I think you managed to sneak in a PT plug there too, right? I did. I did. We had just started it at that time. So what's really cool, Esco, is you rewind the clock back to 2018. We recorded our first episode, and then I believe it was two or three days later was my appearance on the show, which was very cool. And then, yeah, I plugged our show then. So it's kind of neat. Like I plugged the show way back then, and now I'm on the show. Yes. With... Like the reason why I'm on the show is because of like the pucks and deep podcast, of course, which yeah, is well, kind of cool. Said you're you're known commodity now. I mean, you're out there, and and I'm glad that they're recognizing that you are a uh, or recognizing that I guess you deserve an opportunity to to say your stuff and 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 do your job, man. Like right, this I is, can keep it clean. This is what you're this is what you're good at. Yeah, well, a little different than the show, a little. You know, family friendly, but right. that, I mean, you're you're born for this shit. So. Couple dad jokes. Get now that done. I'm a dad, they're like in full force. Oh, of course. You know, you like dad jokes are a must in in broadcasting. You know, because you can't like you can't make your classic jokes where you drop a swear word, and swear words make everything funnier than without them. We all know that, you know. But you don't need them. You got to find different ways. So it'll be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Boomer, uh, great guy. Uh, you know, it's it's just a. It's an, it's an honor to be able to go on there and actually be the person that other people are going to be driving their cars right. around. They're going to be listening to me like, who is this guy? You yeah, and you're, and you're normally that guy, right? You're, you're a big, long-time listener to the show. So oh, yeah. for you to be a part of it, pretty, pretty fucking cool. cool, man. Calling up to the big leagues, we'll call it. Calling up to the big leagues. And as, a, as an aside, if you, want to put, if you want to put the cherry on top of my amazing week, we win the game, and I'm sitting right here on the couch. I'm watching the interviews, and Sheldon Keefe sits down, and he's talking. And while he's talking, I go, fuck it. I'm fucking texting him. I'm fucking texting him. I <laughs> that don't was even you care. on Saturday, right? Yeah. I don't even so care. So you threw him a T-bomb. So say, I threw him a T-bomb. Say, congrats. Like, Dude, you're the best. I said I knew you would do it. We're not done yet. Yeah. Go, Leafs, go. Let's right fucking on. go, you know? And then I'm, I'm in bed, like I told you and Hobson before. I'm in bed. I can't sleep. I got the baby. I got to wait. She's going to wake up any second. You know, so I'm sitting around. I'm just refreshing for more content. And then, boom, text message from the head coach Hello. of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I go, I don't even want to open it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, it wasn't actually. Hey, Josh, I listen to your show every time. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener, first time replier of texts. I'd love to come on tomorrow. I'd love to come on tomorrow. Uh, but you know what, dude? heard back the, from him. Yeah, the boys, um, you know, a couple of buddies that I was feeling good enough just to, to broadcast that out. I'm kind of bragging about it, right? Um, they're like, you know what, dude? You will have him on your show. Like, there's no doubt Believe. in my mind that at some point you will have him on your show. And I'm like, well, I've had, you know, one of the, we, we sorry, sorry, let's go. Like, no, I'm talking to the boys, right? Like, yeah. we have had, you know, arguably the biggest name in hockey media today, James Duffy, 
host of the NHL on TSN, right? Like, he's one of the biggest names in the game right now. We've had him on the show. Got credentials. We've had an active general manager, Pierre Dorian, of the Ottawa Senators, middle of the season when they don't even do media hits. We've had him on the show, right? So there's reason to believe that the show is 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 it's sustainable and the Leafs winning make it even more so. definitely helps it's the only way we're gonna get away with this two-hour episode that's for sure no it's only a buck 26 yeah for right now what do you mean right now <laughs> we're, dude we're we're cutting man I gotta no, go listen, I got a five day six listen, day old you brought up you brought up Sheldon Keefe did you catch on the so there was a lot of uh, focus on the clip of his celly where he fell off the bench he was going buck wild dude, loved it broke his leg loved it did you catch him yell, go fucking forehand? Go to the forehand. And Tavares, as he's doing it, basically. Yes. I saw some interesting posts and reactions to some people who did catch that. I'm like, is he some kind of sorcerer or so, something? L- let me Very break, cool. Let me break Little this down tidbit. to you. 100% I did hear that. 0% it had an impact on the play. No, I, it didn't. I, I don't but, want people out but there the thinking, fact that he, oh, he's coaching that on he the called the right play. Right. It's not as if he called Tavares, but, oh, yeah. It's, That's uh, what I'm saying. But it's no like chance. the fact that he said... Get to your forehand. And he did. Uh, and surely, to fuck, that's something that they've coached on. When you cut out front, don't put the weak back and spin around on the spin forehand. Around and, fire. and I really enjoyed Tavares' little juke there to buy himself a little bit more space because he did yeah, he do a little shoulder drop yeah. to, to pull the D-man away uh, opposite of the way that he turned on his forehand. Which opened up that lane. Yeah. Quick you know, one on Ottawa Senators, since you did mention them. Okay. Uh, did you see the story today that uh, an ownership... Snoop Dogg! Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, man. So, like, all these, all, all these famous people are, like, lining up to buy the Sens. Isn't that wild? Like, Billion dollar so, sale. So, who is cooler? What would be a cooler ownership group? The one that's involved with Snoop or the one that's involved with Ryan Reynolds? Dude, that is a good question. And here's what I'll say Ryan Reynolds because I feel like Ryan Reynolds would have more of a hands-on type of approach. Right. Whereas like you actually could see the Ottawa Senators in Deadpool 3. Right. Whereas if Snoop Dogg owned it, you might get a flavor of weed called Sensetacular. <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like I'd try it. Yeah, for sure. But do, do you understand what I mean? I, yeah. I mean no slight to Snoop Dogg. That's he has, interesting, He has too. a fantastic brand. So he has uh, – uh, I did read the article that Ian Mendez, friend of the show, wrote and broke the story friend today. Everybody's there a friend of go. the show, bud. So he, uh, he said that apparently Snoop Dogg has a vision for it, actually, that he wants to be quite involved. Oh. Uh, not just showing up to games, but promotional shit, uh, community-type shit. Um, one thing that they hearken back to was back in 05, he started his own youth football league where he paid okay. for these kids to, to play. play. So he, a part of his strategy, I guess they're trying to put together a very diverse ownership group, and they're really trying to capitalize on the untapped market in Ottawa of the minorities, the uh, I guess the potential fans that have not been adequately marketed to, we'll say, in previous years, and also opening up access uh, to low-income demographics uh, for hockey. So I, I think that wow. is, what a is very interesting. And, man, apparently that we're up reaching upwards of a billion. One yeah. billion for the Senators. <laughs> <laughs> Was that uh, Dr. Evil Dr. or, Evil, or yeah. Derek Lalonde? Yeah, Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uncle Fester. <laughs> you know what, dude? I, I will say it's exciting. I know that we've spent time 
dunking on the sends and stuff. But like, I want to speak from the bottom of my heart real, real quick before this, before the episode is over. Like when the senators entered the NHL, I was young. Like I, I liked them. My grandparents bought me a sends Jersey. We went to sends games. I went to a game at the civic center before they, Oh yeah. You know, I'm sure you did too. No, actually oh, you didn't know. I went to the palladium when it first opened. When it first opened. Okay. Yeah. So like I, I went to games, like I went to um, a playoff game against New Jersey. I think it was one of their first ever right. playoff. Or like 96. It was a run. They went on yeah. a run that year. And I was there with the towel. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. I was a Leaf fan. I was a kid. I was a Leaf fan. But I've never been to Toronto. Parents aren't millionaires. We're not going to the goddamn Leaf game tonight. Well, and that was but in we between when, uh, when Toronto wasn't in the playoffs either. When Ottawa first started making the playoffs, yeah, mid-90s. the Leafs were not good. That's right. That was a uh, transition between Gilmore Sundin eras. Yes, right? you're right, dude. So basically all I'm getting at is like I, I, I could have been a fan. I, I could have been a, a Sens fan, at least for – at least for a few years longer, like, because it was hard to, why would I just hate them? Why would I just instinctively hate them? And then I, the playoffs yeah, happened four years happened, in a row yeah. or whatever. And, and like, I'm not going to name names here, but like, I, I have friends from yay high, you know, and, 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 and one of my best friends from a younger age, he's one of the reasons why I even like the Leafs because I was so young. I was so impressionable. He liked the Leafs. Hey, I like them too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't, unless you're raised to like a team, like I think you were raised, right? Like Randy and Pretty Sam, much, yeah. Loved, right? Yeah. My so parents like, are both from Toronto. Yeah. So. so you were raised. I wasn't raised. I had no, I had no stake in the game. So it would have been so easy for me to be like, yeah. Could have went either way. Sends are here. I'm all the way. Mm -hmm. Towels, playoffs, fuck the Leafs. I could hate the Leafs right now. But my God, am I ever glad I'm not. Because <laughs> all of that pain and all of that misery is coming back to me, dude. Mm -hmm. It's coming back to me this month. Yeah. I just feel lighter. You know, in a way, as a fan, I feel lighter. Like I said, the uh, excitement to nervousness ratio going to round two is way better than it's been for seven years straight going into round one. It's fun nerves. Right. Yeah. It's like it's happy uh, nerves like we used to have when we were younger and they were playing the sense, yeah. in, you know, like in the playoffs or whatever. I think the Islanders. narrative change is very important too. the slaying of the dragons, as we like to say, yeah. just the the and to get the first round victory done alongside of it was four one is now ours to laugh at right. or to enjoy right is, is is something else and especially considering as we mentioned off the top of the show that the boston bruins basically like when the least came back on the four one my initial reaction was oh we're the bruins now right they're the leafs yeah right like yeah you know and now we're in a situation where bruins you know blow that lead they're the favorite um, and actually, to throw a stat at you, the 43-point gap between the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins officially makes it the biggest upset in NHL history. Thank you very much. See ya. Bye, Felicia. So I had, <laughs> I had a, a well-noted Leaf hater, and he was, he, he's still holding on, still trying. Oh, relax. It's around. Act like you've been. That's there all you all got. Stuff. He was trying to compare the collapses that the Leafs have had, our misery. Right. He's trying to compare it to what the Bruins just did. And I said, listen, man, I'll give you this. Montreal was real bad, right? Let's, let's eliminate COVID and just pretend it was normal. You can't do that, right? Um, 2013, that, that late lead that we blew in the third period, you know? Those things are really, really bad. But I feel like I 
slam dunked so fucking hard in his face <laughs> when I said, can you remind me which collapse we had when we were a 43-point favorite? Mm. I can't remember. Because there isn't one. Were there any? We were basically the underdogs in every series we ever played, yeah. except for Montreal and Columbus, which were both Mickey Mouse. It's almost like Boston no fucking up and, and the sort of rivalry between Boston and Toronto makes this all the better because it helps us let go and and to see that it happens elsewhere. To other teams. It's not just us. And and I know Bruins fans are kind of in that place right now where they're counting them up on their hands as they remember them. And it's like, chill, man. It hasn't been that bad. Right. But, and I, I don't want to hear Boston sports fans complain about anything, but I did see a lot of takes and a lot of headlines. They're like, long-suffering Boston sports fans, history of mega collapses. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, it... You know, live a day in my shoes, would you? I know it's true, man. And you know what's great? Our shoes that we have worn in quite a lot, they are now pushed off to the Minnesota Wild. Right. So the Minnesota Wild have not won a postseason series. Are they the longest active? I thought it was Buffalo now. Since 2015. Okay, but Buffalo's 2007. Longest active uh, playoff drought. Yeah, but oh, oh, but... Well, what's the what's the deal with with Minnesota then though? I'm not sure. It, Every it, time you mention them, I remember they exist. No, but <laughs> <laughs> but does it have something to do with like the Sabers? While they haven't won a round in, in a longer period of time, the last time they were in the playoffs, they did win the round. Like Minnesota has something hanging over their head now, which is which is which is quite bad. Yeah, Buffalo might not be in. Maybe it's the most time making the playoffs, and not winning a series. But I know that uh, like it's. Could be a case that Buffalo hasn't been in the playoffs since then either. So. Yeah, true. Um, Which is kind of the same for the Leafs too, because like everyone hark- harkens to like the the nineteen years or whatever. But you got to remember, for a bunch of those years, it, like it's not like they lost. It's not like they lost every year. Every year in the first round. I mean, yeah. But I'd rather make the playoffs than lose. To be honest, because at least you made it. Um, we've yeah. come a long way from being happy about them making the playoffs, and now we you know we've been craving more for years now. So to get something. Is is special, man. I'll, I'll I'll tell my story. I guess we we didn't get into it too much earlier. So I'm in Montreal. I'm yes. in the wrong fucking city. There's not a blue shirt to be seen. Okay, Tough. I got my Borier sweater on. Shout out Joey Ferg. Yes, and I Great am sweater. out for dinner. I missed the first half of the game. I go, okay, it's one. I check him my cuz. He tells me we're up one nothing. Matthew scored. Sammy's playing great. Great. I tune in. All the bullet points. I get in the hotel. I'm watching this Michael Scott's friggin' condo-sized television in this shitty hotel in Montreal. <laughs> and my wife is falling asleep post-dinner nap there. And I'm having a beer. I'm just sitting cross-legged on the bed. And that that Tavares goals goes in. And I don't know how I did it. But so you I were only, able to see it live. I saw it live, nearly hit my head on the ceiling, jumping from sitting down into the air off this bed. And then immediately my face was in my hands and I was cry- I was crying. Fuck. I was crying. So like those OT wins, I was selling. I was selling. I was Hard, fired up. Yeah. I was mad. This was like a hysterical-like feeling. It's over. Okay, I was maniacally laughing while tears were streaming down my face. <laughs> my mom was down the hall a few rooms down. She didn't have the game on. She forgot to flick back. I guess during intermission Come and missed on. it, but knew because she heard my screams of down course. the hall. <laughs> so of course I run down, 
knocking on, rapping on the door, knock, knock, knock. Mom opens the door. I just started hugging her. So it was really cool to at least have my mom around for that. That's awesome. Share a little moment despite her not seeing it. Right. But her hearing (laughs) me, knowing exactly what happened. And maybe they did it. Maybe it's better that way. (laughs) Maybe. She has a little story and a little memory too, right? Kirstie has a similar one because she heard me and my buddy Greg who loves – he's always over here checking the games. We call it headquarters here now. His, his headquarters open even though yeah, I have yeah. the baby. I said, headquarters is open even though I have the baby. It's fucking open. But, like, I was standing here at the bar, and Greg was sitting on the couch there at the edge of his seat, and it, it ends up going in. And what's amazing is the Google camera that yes, we have Yes, I saw your post. You, you post did, the you video. Did? Okay, yeah. Check that out if you guys are online. Search up Coleman's account, and you can hear – him from his outside camera and then see me because oh, I, yeah, I ran out I burst outside because one thing about who was me, that for were you yelling to the heavens or were you just like yelling like you were in the city just no, like everyone was here just, I'll tell you why when when big moments like that happen I don't know why but instinctively for myself I have to run I have to move right. I have to run like not immediately. Like there, there's the celebration. If there's people, I want to celebrate yep. with the people. Hugs. We, my buddy and I, we fell over the table <laughs> on, onto the couch. He told me I broke his eardrum because I was screaming. He caught me and I was screaming right in his ear. And then as soon as we like separated from our embrace, I that's the moment. You just sprinted out. I have to move. I have to get somewhere. So I ran over and I, I fucking opened the door as hard as I could and I just ran into the middle of the driveway and went, yeah, you know. And I'm like, fucking, I'm doing the towel. I always have my playoff towel nice. during the playoff games because I love, like, even sometimes, you know, before the faceoff, like, Leafs ice it, really important faceoff. We didn't win a single faceoff in game six. Holy won the game crap, anyway. man. But, like, faceoff in our own zone. I like to be here by the bar, and I like to just kind of fucking rally it up. You know, do the towel. Get the towel going. It's okay, boys. Like, get the air moving. That physical outlet probably helps you a bit just because I'm does. always, like, pacing and I'm jittery. I, and especially in those overtimes, tense moments, I'm standing up. So it was actually surprising that I was sitting down in that scenario. That's, that's I was what gave like, you the extra vertical. But I was trying to stay calm. I was like, I was trying not to get too worked up because I was like, they could easily lose We this could game, lose. And I'm not letting it ruin my night. I'm yeah. in Montreal. I'm with my family. I want to have a good time. I still want to go out for some drinks. Yeah. So going out for drinks was a lot better this way. But do you think I could find one Leaf fan in the wild to high-five when I was out in Montreal? Dude, really? Not a single Are you serious? One. Not one? Not a logo, not a fucking hat, not a jersey. Dude, that's tough. Not a, And I, I was wearing, I was I had the colors out hard. It wasn't until on the way home I stopped by in Ottawa uh, to grab some food and, and visit my sister that I saw a guy in the parking lot wearing a Leafs hoodie, blowing a dart. Huh. And I just looked over. Nice dart, bud. I still have the Borier on, and I start flopping the logo up, right? And he goes, thumbs up, about time. Yeah, dude, we're, <laughs> we're all fucking brothers now, and I'm brothers like, and sisters. fucking right. It's Leafs Nation. I love how you're sporting the car flags because I just – I didn't even know if I still had them. I haven't flown them since the early 2000s. Went and found them. A little tattered, little old, the old logo, but I still got them, and they're going on the okay, truck, dude, baby. Can I tell you something hilarious? So – Remember I told you guys earlier that we went down to Canadian Tire and bought a bunch of them? So the reason we bought so many is because he wanted to put them on his Canadian Tire card so that his wife didn't know about it. Ah. Because they just have a running tally. Because you, you can finance shit for, for 40 yeah, months. Yeah. So we bought... 
He didn't finance them, did he? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you have to spend a certain amount of money. Right, right. So we're at the cash register. I'm doing it. I'm doing the fucking on my on my thing. How many do we have to buy? Okay, we have to buy 14 <laughs> to get flags. get the minimum order. We have to buy 14 flags so that you can finance them over 48 <laughs> months and your wife won't have any idea. They're in my car because he wants to hide them here. The reason we bought them is because when the Leafs go to the Stanley Cup final, there's not going to be a car there, You won't be able to find them. And we're going to sell them for 100 bucks a pop. Go. We're going to sell them for 100 bucks a pop. And make all kinds of money. There you go. Pucks and Deep Podcast, sponsored by Coleman's Car Flag Company. (laughs) (laughs) Coleman's Car Flag Company. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the best. But you talked about not having any, like, fans to enjoy it. I kind of, like... I'm not saying that it ruined your moment or whatever, but I feel slighted. I feel like it was weird, man. You got to be able to anyone, you know, the boys I'd watch most of the games with, we had been together, I think for at least three of the games, we all rotated hosting and stuff. And we spent the one night here and we're all separate. Like one buddy was in Toronto, one buddy was at home, you know, and, but after, of course my, you know, I barely should stop fucking crying. And there's the FaceTime, there's the calls, the phones buzzing. Like, and it was funny before that, when I'm out to dinner, the phone's buzzing. The phone's buzzing. I'm like, what's going on? Like, no, I'm not pulling up my phone. We're at a nice dinner. Not looking at it. I pull out my phone. I got 15 texts. And they hadn't even scored a goal at that point. Oh, yeah, So yeah. I'm like, Jesus, just the nerves are going. Hey, eh? Like, the boys are tense. It's a tight checking game. But at least you know that. I feel like that's some sort of relief. Yes. Like, it's a good hockey game. We're in one. Yes. That's what I kept saying. Like, we're in one. And then when we scored the, the go-ahead goal and the third period started, I, I started counting down the minutes. So every time it hit 19 minutes, I would yell in the garage, 19 minutes. Man, and, and, and I wanted to get all Matthews, the way down, like yeah. that goal, he called it too. Points says, oh. get Brody, right here, bud. Yeah. Spins, he pivots, fucking hammers that puck. So, dude, that Austin goal. Austin Matthews, he said, we're not losing. Morgan Riley said, we're not losing. We weren't Samson losing. said, we're not losing. That goal. That is massive. That goal was 110%. TJ Brody mm-hmm. because he keeps the puck in. Yes. Incredibly right by the skin of his fucking ball sack. He keeps it in right there. And then the little curl with Matthews, he points and he put it right. Right in the lane. Right where it needed to be. Exactly. If that's a little bit back or a little bit forward, Matthews doesn't score that doesn't goal. Doesn't get that beautiful. And what I could get goal. over on that shot too, uh, watching the slow motion replay, was how fast it elevated over Vasilevsky's shoulder. Because Vasilevsky looked like he was in fine position to make that save and it's just on this crazy trajectory where it looks like it's going into his shoulder Rising. and then it rises right up. But another reason why, dude, you watch that replay back and you look at Andre Vasilevsky's height mm. because we know he's a giant. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty small there. Mm-hmm. He had the uh, he had the shrug. Right. When you shrug, you're beat. Yeah. And you look That's at all he, those goals you know over you're the shoulders. Almost out of it, eh? Hey, the goals over the shoulders. Yep. It's a shrug, you know. You look at the one that he made on Matthews earlier in the sequence. Mm-hmm. Um he was he was tall yeah. and he shrugged it off. He made a great save. So he save. wasn't quite square, I guess. Well, I think shot. he was maybe square, but but he didn't have the body. He made himself position. small. Like every goalie coach out there. Well, I'm not a fucking professional or anything, but you're supposed to keep your spine straight yes, and make yourself possible. bigger. Yeah. He was hunched over trying to find it because why our game plan worked to perfection throughout the course going of the series, the going to the net, caused some traffic. So he's constantly looking through, which makes him small, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a, a really good thing to note uh, is that, and, and shout out, Uncle Fester there for pointing out what uh, everyone was up in arms about as if nobody had studied the data before that he has trouble tracking pucks from the point. Was that ever evident in that 
comeback. Three tip goals. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Now, that's miraculous on its own, but it really showed. I've never seen the Leafs take that many point shots. I've never seen Mitch Marner take this many shots. They're opting to shoot and opting to shoot from distance, and they're, I can't tell you how many times over the years when I talk about being hard to play against, not being hard enough to play against, going to the net is part of that, and I found myself not saying at all during the series, no, no traffic. Nobody yeah. there. That yeah. wasted shot. Wasted zone time and opportunity. Except that Lilligren shot that he right, took. Right, that he put in the basket. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He put a different the one. one. The yeah. one that, yeah, oh, yeah, he, you're he right. He put one right in the basket, yeah. too. That's okay, though. Yeah. I'd rather him do that than what exactly. he did in overtime. That's the worst in overtime, too, right? Sending them the other way. Dude. Especially in the season, regular season when it's three on three and you missed the net. You're screwed. You might as well change. You ain't getting back. I hated his guts. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It sounds like he'll be dressing the next game. I called game. I said, that's game, man. Oh, that the belief meter was low for a low, second but, there. Well, eh? you know, but I've been through it. I've been here. That's right. You've Before been here. a few times. <laughs> but we've graduated. That's we have graduated. Point, right? And we've graduated to the end of this fucking episode. Because Absolutely. now, just like that, you have pushed us to the 2 o'clock Absolutely. Hour, See? That's where I'm fucking, I'm playing you off like the goddamn Oscars. There you go. Give it to me. That's Let me have it. it to me. <laughs> Dude, this was really fun, man. Like, I seriously haven't slept. I'm on painkillers right now because I can't look left. There's a problem. Oh, well, neck issue. I have Welcome a neck my issue, world. and I think it's because of like the obsessive hours that I've put in, leaning and staring at right. Beverly right. and holding her. You know, and like I don't want to move an, an inch for fear that she will wake up. Right. Because you got to milk every little second of sleep you can I, get her. Yeah, but I mean more so like because I I. I can't get enough looking at her. Right. Like, she's the greatest thing I've ever done. Very cute for a fresh baby, too, because fresh babies are traditionally look like sweaty potatoes. Or aliens. Or aliens, yeah. yeah. You, get a little alien you know, people are, like, always posting pictures of the baby right away, and you're like, cute. Cute, <laughs> yeah. But, no, she's very cute for a fresh baby. Well, thanks, that. bud. I mean, she got her mom's looks. Thanks. Thank goodness for that. Good thing. See if maybe you can pop in and have a sneak peek. Before, I wouldn't mind. Before you head out. Okay, well, we're going to head out now, man. We did it. Shit, we fucking we did, did it. it. But tomorrow, it's a whole new game. Tomorrow, it's a whole back new game. Back at it. Back right, in the trenches. Right back at it, man. And the weekend is going to be beautiful. Absolutely. Little barbecue at the bay doors open. Get the JB yes, tunes bumping. Let's go. We're on one. All right, folks. Episode 109. It's in the books. Thanks again to Alex Hobson for joining us. Check him out on Twitter, at Media at Coleman42. At Let's Go Adam. We're going on a run. Are we doing some PID live shows? It's a possibility because yes. we have the time. Yes. And it's up to you, I guess. You're the real dad. It's so. happening. I'm going to make it so. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Round two tomorrow. <laughs>